Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be, ta- I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about the TV miniseries Fleischman is in trouble. This is a show that is on Hulu slash FX, uh, part of their deal. Uh, it's a miniseries, as far as I know. I don't think there's going to be any more of this show. Uh, it is labeled as a miniseries, but we all saw what happened with The White Lotus, where that got extended to something. I can't see why this would be. It feels very self-contained. Uh, but the show is called Fleischman in Trouble. It came out this year, or last year, I should say, 2022. Uh, it was created and written by Taffy Broadesser Ackner. Uh, I believe it's also based on her book. Uh, and it stars Jesse Eisenberg, Claire Danes, Lizzie Kaplan, an amazing cast. Uh, and uh, it's about a guy. I mean, it's kind of a lot. It's about a lot of things. But uh, it's, you know, primarily the main story of this show about a guy who has two kids, uh, recently divorced, co-parenting with his ex. So it's a lot of it is showing kind of what his life is like now dealing, you know, living in this new reality. But it also touches on uh, friendships. It is very much a show about uh, that examines friendships, uh, relationships being middle-aged as it were if that's what you were to call being in your 40s which is something that I am I exist in despite the fact I don't necessarily exist in the same reality as a lot of these characters right I don't I'm not married never been married don't have any kids uh you know living a very different life although there is a character that I kind of do relate to uh, despite that character not necessarily being a big focus of this mo- this show. But, you know, it touches on all of those things that are part of a 40-year-old's life as told through the perspective in many ways from this guy. Uh, but that's not, that's just like, the basic description of this show doesn't do this show justice of how well it's able to touch on so many different aspects of life use and talk about so many different interesting themes also providing showing great performances from Jesse Eisenberg but even more so from Claire Danes uh this is a it's a show that is so well put together and is so complex in a lot of ways yet is able to weave all of those different aspects together in a very beautiful show like it it's from top to bottom a masterpiece I would say and uh was surprised and like it's a show where it will recontextualize and make you think about things that you never thought you'd be thinking about uh and make you change your opinions on things that you never thought like it just it's it this movie is so good so compelling uh, and so well executed. And I said, overall, loved this miniseries. Absolutely loved it. Obviously, one of the main reasons I'm talking about it. I'm not a big fan of talking about things that I didn't enjoy. I'm not a fan of watching something that I didn't enjoy. And usually with TV shows or miniseries, similar to like if I'm reading a book, if it doesn't hook me right away, I'm not going to invest my time in a show. If, if I'm not immediately compelled to keep watching, there are so many other things, and especially a TV show that requires so much of your time. And I think these episodes were like 40 to 50 minutes each. So it's, you know, in a seven, eight episode miniseries, you know, that's a full day. <laughs> that's a full day of binge watching this show 
that I could be doing. I could literally review all three movies that I'm doing this week uh, in the time it would take me for, well, I guess I'm only doing two movies in addition to this, but I loved it. It hooked me right away. It did its job and just kept getting better. Like the more you get into this show, the more it pays off with, with all of the things that it's doing. Uh, but it's very, has also part of why it hooked me very compelling visual style, uh, in like very interesting storytelling as well, how it's able to blend and, and weave all these things. Great performances. Also another reason why I was so hooked. Um, and also the fact that it's a lot of this stuff is relatable, not necessarily directly relatable to me, but relatable to my peers, my friends, the people that are in my life or no longer in my life, as tends to happen when you get older. You kind of move away and get distance from those people that you used to spend a lot of time with. But, uh, you know, so... And it's also a, a show that definitely touches on that contemplation that a lot of people have in their 40s whether you have a family or not but what your life is all about like what are what's your purpose what are you doing having that longing for what it was like when you were younger and life was easier and you had no responsibilities and you know how the path the paths and decisions you've made throughout your life how they've led you to where you are and how you wish you could almost go back because the more decisions you make the less options you have the older you get so all of those aspects is why I love the show and why I would re recommend the show highly recommend the show uh and ops like the I would say even if this show didn't have all of those things going for it even if this was just a basic whatever the story was bland the the no themes no deeper meanings in this show if it was lacking all of those things which it is not this show would be worth it just to see claire dane's performance and it's it's the way this show i'll get there eventually in spoilers but her performance is amazing. And she is not like it's a weird thing because most of this series is from the perspective in a lot of ways of um, Jesse Eisenberg's character. But when we get the stuff with when when she becomes more of a focus of the show, it like, man, it, for a lot of reasons, I say, man, but. Her performance is is one of the highlights by far. So let's get into this show. Uh, I mean, the show starts off with the camera inverted, right? Everything upside down happens multiple times in the show, clearly like signifying a life that is turned upside down and how events in your life can turn things upside down, how it can feel like your life is being turned upside down. And the camera represents that visually by filming upside down, which is an interesting visual to almost literally like represent that feeling of life being turned upside down. You know, you get to see Jesse Eisenberg as a dad. It's crazy, like, it's crazy to look at life and popular culture in your 40s and to remember not seemingly not that long ago right feels just like yesterday where jesse eisenberg was uh you know playing teenagers like playing young you know and it's like all of a sudden seeing him as a dad in this is like definitely fits he works but it's like part of me but that's the same thing the same kind of feeling I get when I see my friends who have kids that are the ages of his kids in this. And when I look at them, it's like we're still in our 20s in a lot of ways. And yet we are these different people living these different lives. So watching Jesse Eisenberg as dad, a single dad, kind of a great, you know, kind of dealing with his 
wife who's not the greatest you know she's about as close to being a deadbeat mom as she can be uh you know not really doing her part as a co-parent with these kids in a lot of ways uh but you just you do see jesse eisenberg him getting into after 15 years of marriage i believe they were together getting back into the dating pool using dating apps and seeing what it's like for a 40 year old dude to now have access to these technologies that instantly connect you to a bunch of people that are you know and also seeing how a lot of people in their 40s are a lot more casual with their stuff right it is almost in a lot of ways 40s is the new 20s and you know where you know they're not looking for relationships to settle down necessarily right they're enjoying their life and enjoying the people that they are connected to through these apps and things like that which interesting uh great storytelling great performances all around like the camera like the way this camera just kind of floats around you know you're getting you're visualizing in a lot of ways the like flashbacks of things that have happened like memories and also just assumptions of what things may have happened and the camera just kind of effortlessly blending and floating in between these different scenarios that are being contemplated throughout because what happens is while they're sharing custody of these kids the mom played by claire danes uh who her character's name is uh i should probably get that uh jesse eisenberg is toby uh claire danes is rachel fleischman and lizzie kaplan is the friend of jesse eisenberg one of the friends of jesse eisenberg uh, and she plays libby so rachel the mom drops the kids off early right he's it's like a day before he's supposed to be watching the kids. She drops them off because she's going out of town or whatever. And then he can't get a hold of her. So a lot of this is him dealing with the kids, but also dealing with his life and also trying to find out what happened to her, why she just ditched the kids and took off and he can't get a hold of her. So in the storytelling of this show, you're seeing how their relationship started. You're seeing how it the relationship kind of grew and how they got to where they are. You're also seeing assumptions and the way the camera and the way this is edited and shot and all of that, how it just kind of floats in and out of those things to, you know, show you a lot of things at once, but it fits together in a way where it's very cohesive, I would say, right? It, like it's not in a, in a way where it feels confusing or anything like that, obviously, or else I probably wouldn't have watched all eight episodes. Uh, you get a lot of voiceover. So kind of similar to that. Will will, uh, not Will Smith, Will Ferrell movie where th there's a writer who's writing and those things start happening in real life. There's a lot of voiceover, this one, the voiceover is done by the friend, Libby. And the voiceover, in a lot of ways, is kind of giving people's inner monologues of what they're thinking. They're providing a lot of subtext for, you know, there's a lot of things where kids will say things, and it's like, oh, the tone of this kid saying this thing, this is what they're saying. Which provides a lot of humor, but also clarifies in a lot of ways tones and and things like that and just adds to it's it's an interesting use i would say of voiceover in a way that provides a lot more context to what's going on uh and also it makes funny like it's it's a lot it, the way it's done is very funny i would say um as this show is like examining this relationship a lot of this is not only examining the relationship but also friendships but specifically with this relationship, how everything went wrong, like, or if the relationship was ever right, there's definitely moments where people have are in relationships 
for long periods of time, have kids with a person, but then in reflecting on those things, especially when those relationships end, to re-examine them and maybe think if those relationships were ever right to begin with, right? You Going back through your life and, and seeing all these choices you've made to that led you to where you were and, and wondering, second-guessing a lot of the things you did. Um, and also looking through the past in rose-colored glasses, there's a lot of that in that desire to want to be in your 20s again. And a lot of that is in connection with the examination of these friendships and how these friendships have changed, where Jesse Eisenberg and his friend group with Libby and their friend Seth and how they've kind of all done their things. Libby has a husband and kids. Seth is still the bachelor who's still kind of living that 20-year-old lifestyle. Like, he's the character that I kind of relate to, even though I don't. I stopped partying and all that stuff in my 30s. I'm so far past that. I'm very much, in some ways, I'm kind, I'm kind of like a little bit of all of these characters. I'm not necessarily perfectly represented in any of these, but I definitely relate to a lot of these characters. Their desires to follow their dreams, their desires to be uh, productive and grow and are, are almost you know singularly focused on achieving a dream. So there's definitely a lot of aspects, to, despite the fact that I don't necessarily relate directly to any of these kind of archetypal characters. Let's take a quick break right now to talk about, are you a fan of original artwork and live events? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor and the weekly live stream over at youtube.com slash inspired disorder. This ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 420 Pacific Time as I paint live. Follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor. Head to youtube.com slash inspired disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream and visit inspireddisorder.com to browse and purchase the Many Faces artwork. And now let's get back to the show. It's also a show that the themes that are brought up and that kind of run through this show are very interesting, right? One being time is a flat circle, and it's expressed in a lot of these episodes where these moments that are happening in present day are being layered in with memories of times where like for instance Jesse Eisenberg is at a party with a lot of his friends who he doesn't see very much people from before he was married back in his 20s back in the college days you know kind of being reunited with all those people who accept him and love him for who he is and then that is mirrored with what it was like when he was with his wife who is very driven and networking and trying to grow her business she's an agent for actresses and actors in stage productions right and to see the contrast in how jesse eisenberg's character toby is treated in amongst his friend group versus the the pompous nature and arrogance and and snootiness of these people that his wife is trying to network with and be friends with because it serves her purpose it helps her career in a lot of ways because she doesn't come from wealth so she's so like she knows that she needs to build these relationships with these wealthy people because they can help her get the things that she wants to get done. She they will help her be successful in she, what she wants to do. And in that 
both of them being a part of these friend groups that are not welcoming in any way, especially her friend group to Jesse Eisenberg's character. But so interesting time is a flat circle that plays out through a lot characters even mention time being a flat circle how these kind of things kind of repeat themselves you know uh it also you know showing who you were versus who you are now a lot of that comparisons going on um and then there's like this turn that happens late in the in the season that kind of changes everything right and in many ways plays into another theme that is very so interesting that a show would communicate a theme from physics that is a very confusing term but the way it 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 illustrates that is by far the most beautiful explanation or realization of this theme and that's superposition this like physics term where like a thing can be observed from two different angles and seen to be two different things but both observations can be true at the same time and when this turn happens late in the the show you and you see how all of the events that lead you up there, you see all of those events from a new perspective and it completely recontextualizes everything. And there's this scene where the kid is doing a science project on superposition and he comes up with a brilliant way to illustrate superposition using like mirrors and things like that. And in that moment when that it sinks in that this whole story, this whole miniseries in a lot of ways is told in a way that illustrates what superposition is in a story form. How a series of events from one perspective can look so completely different when you view those events from a different perspective. But from both perspectives are speaking truth it just it was mind-blowing when like to have a story be told that illustrates superposition is just crazy it is just like it's insane you know and also seeing how in either of those stories how life changes you which is also kind of, you know, one of the themes, how life changes you, how small decisions you make over the course of your life over a long enough timeline can change the person you are in very big ways. How when you look back at who you were compared to who you are, you realize how different you are, right? Looking back at who you were in your 20s and then looking at who you are now whether you're married with kids and how completely different your life is and how all these just little choices you made throughout your life have slowly steered you away from a reality that you had no intention to be in right and, and a reality that and a life that you may not be happy with right because you want to go back to those days which is you know very interesting way to to illustrate all those things um and also the camera literally flipping upside down to highlight the moments where it feels like for these characters their life is being turned upside down right so you have all of these kinds of different themes going on you're dealing with the bonds of friendship and how those things change over time as well as, you know, dealing with new friendships, uh, either through like business, networking type of things, highlighting the, the different types of relationships where you have real relationships versus these fake relationships that are kind of just manufactured in a way to, for a means to an end. And also seeing how 
you know, living a domesticated suburban life is compared to the freedom you had of your youth, right? Another one of those things of not only examining all these little choices you've made throughout your life, but also comparing those two people and how free you felt as when you were young and you didn't have kids, you didn't have a career, you didn't have this mortgage of a house in a community of people where you don't feel like you fit in. You don't feel like you can relate to any of these people. And the show has by far an absolute beautiful ending. Absolutely beautiful ending. It's like, it's amazing, right? The show calls it shot. The show tells you what the end is going to be. And I think it nails it, right? Even knowing just before the ending, you know what the ending is going to be. Well, you don't know, but you realize that this show told you what the end is, and then you're realizing it playing out that way, and the way it plays out hits it, it hits so much harder than just what y- you would thought that ending. That ending on its face feels like it would be cheesy and not work. But the way this show is able to lead up to where it ends, absolutely beautiful. Obviously, I haven't been trying to spoil anything. I don't want to spoil anything. I highly recommend people go check this show out if any of that stuff sounds interesting. But for those that have watched the show, I do want to get into spoilers because there are specific things I do want to talk about. So this is your warning. This is your spoiler warning that I'm going to be talking about details of this show that will spoil, which I don't don't. If you haven't watched the show, go watch the show, come back and then listen to my spoiler review. Right. That's what I would recommend. If you have a Hulu subscription Go check out Fleischman is in Trouble, which interesting that the title of this isn't specifically Toby Fleischman is in Trouble or Rachel Fleischman is in Trouble. It is Fleischman is in Trouble, which I think is a very specific and perfect title for this. Uh, But go check out the show and I'm going to get into spoilers starting now. So I actually related to Libby probably a lot. she she has this admiration for this author who is played by god what is his name i forget his name his name is let's see it's it sucks that i didn't write this down i should have written this down and um oh come on guy from a lot of 80s movies where is he at come on i know you're here i know you're here where are you at christian slater God, I could have thought forever and I never would have come up with Christian Slater. I don't know why. Just an actor that I haven't seen in forever. Easily a decade, maybe two decades. But he plays this author that Libby, who is currently just not working, right? She's she's her husband's a lawyer. They live in the suburbs in like this I don't know if it's a gated community, but a community. Where they have like, you know, it's the suburban. She's the one that's domesticated. She's also the one who has these feelings and regrets and desires to go back and live those. She misses those years where she felt free, right? She feels like she made mistakes. She doesn't like the life she lives. Like she's having a lot of issues dealing with her current life and Part of this is that she wanted to become a writer and she never kind of did that. She had she idolized in a lot of ways this writer played by Christian Slater who wrote a controversial book about divorce from the perspective of the man, which this show is very much up until episode seven is a show told from the perspective of Toby Another one of those things in this show where it's like, oh, my, like when you start putting these things together, that this show is literally, especially once that turn happens, when the turn happens in episode seven, I'm telling you spoilers. When that turn happens and Libby sees Rachel in the park, right? We at this point 
don't like there's the fact that Rachel is even alive isn't completely guaranteed despite the fact that her quote-unquote friends saw her sleeping in the park you know she is nobody's been able to get a hold of her nobody has really we haven't seen her as the audience Toby hasn't seen her but when Libby sees her in the park wearing sweats like a blazer over her like just sweat sweat clothes like just lounge wear clearly out of it and we hear finally hear Rachel's side that's like completely turns everything on its head right the camera I don't know if it flipped over <laughs> upside down in that moment but it should have because it definitely upends everything that we have seen in this show because we are now that superposition we are seeing another version of the truth from a different perspective and it recontextualizes everything right where we had seen everything from toby's side and we sympathize with toby because it's being told from his point of view even his friends are on his side but now we have one of his friends libby hearing the the side of things from rachel's point of view and so many events that we had seen and heard are completely, completely different to where episode eight makes you care and sympathize far more, in my, in my opinion, far more with Rachel in ways that you I didn't sympathize with everybody. Like, it's like a completely new level of like, oh, that's why she said those that's why she acted in those ways that's why she was doing those things that's what actually happened that's why it impacted her so much right it is in episode seven is like this and it takes its time there's only eight episodes in the show so we have six episodes where we're hearing all of these things all the things that led up to their splitting up how they got together all of everything from the point of Toby. Six episodes. And then episode seven is like, oh, well, here is all of that from a new perspective changes everything. Obviously shows how complicated life can be, how complicated people can be, how complicated the truth is, and how differently things can be and not surprising that when we see the story from Toby's point of view that we sympathize with Toby and then when we hear everything from Rachel's point of view we sympathize with Rachel even though she's not a great she's not a perfect person Toby's not a perfect person and it's interesting that Libby's the person that she idolizes in writing this guy who wrote this controversial book about a divorce from the perspective of the man as is six episodes of this show how she is also seeing this story play out and how she has only gotten the perspective of toby until this moment right so in a lot of ways libby is and she's the one doing the voiceover libby is the kind of the surrogate for the the audience right she is the one at first experiencing everything that toby is telling her and then now for the first time and and never really had they never really connected before right when they were when toby and rachel were together libby you know it's that thing where a lot of the times you get in a relationship and then a lot of your friendships kind of fall away one of the many reasons I'm not friends I'm not close with a lot of my friends from my 20s because they've all gotten married started families and they're doing their own things right and because I don't I'm not I don't have kids I don't they're completely different social circles now right and it's interesting that that whole how everything pivots in that episode seven but also how this entire show is so related to that guy that Libby idolized Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention. All, all Ray, Ray Taylor, Taylor Show, Show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support 
for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. While we're seeing Rachel's perspective, we see why her friends, why she was trying to make friends with these people, these rich people, right? Because she's, she came from nothing. Her mom died when she was young. She comes from poverty. So a big part of her drive being not wanting to go back to poverty, knowing what that's like and not wanting to go back and seeing how Jesse Eisenberg, who comes from a loving family, he has that support system where he, if everything fell apart for him, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be starting from the same place that Rachel would, if it all fell apart for her, right? She has, would have nothing. So that's why she was so desperate and sacrificed being there for her family in a lot of ways in order to build these relationships, in order to make this money. And the way she lived her life was in service of those relationships. And also seeing why she fell in love with Toby, how she, for the first time, like he, he was like the only person that like, loved her for her like it wasn't in service of networking or whatever and also knowing that you know her having abandonment issues and being in a relationship where she's almost constantly being threatened to be left and how that I know how definitely have abandonment issues and definitely have been in relationships where it's like your partner is dangling, leaving you over your head as a way to like manipulate you in some ways and a way to like make you afraid. But then also a lot of that time, a lot of that is what leads you to then push people away, right? For fear of them leaving you, you push them away before they get the chance, which in a lot of ways is also what Rachel is doing. You know, we get to see, like when you realize how dramatically different her perspective is, I mean, you see that in just, you know, understanding why she was in these friendships that were mostly artificial, but also you see that in the birth when she gives birth to her first kid, right? And how we saw that from Toby's perspective and then seeing it from her perspective where the situation to her felt like she had been raped so much so that when she went to go, go get help, she felt that going to group therapy for rape victims was far more beneficial for her. And seeing the scene, the birth scene from her perspective, seeing the group therapy scene from her perspective, that is where you see the monumental performance from Rachel, right? It is big, but it is powerful, right? Like there is a line where that performance, maybe given a different subject matter, could have been over the top, but I think it is it is done in a way that like really highlights and really emphasizes the the trauma that happened to her in those moments and how cathartic it was when she finally was able to and the way it's shown it feels very representational right like when she's in the group it's just it's her like just just like wailing as all of these other women kind of go over and just put their hands on her like very performative very stylized very unrealistic not like but in in a way that communicates that cathartic feeling that she had where she is able to finally let go and talk about these things and to be around a bunch of people who would understand what that's like and then also to see 
when she goes back home and or to Eisenberg to Toby's he's a doctor goes to his office at the hospital or whatever and she doesn't feel like talking to him anymore makes complete sense makes complete sense when you hear it from her perspective to to know what that event was like for her and to know what she went through to finally let that out in group therapy and why she wouldn't want to open that up again for him one because he wouldn't understand he clearly doesn't see it from her perspective he didn't didn't realize that event was as traumatic for her in that moment as we saw when we saw that event from his perspective and as we saw how he took her coming home and not wanting to talk about it as if like she's just keeping secrets from him and you know not letting him in on purpose or whatever right versus him not understanding the monumental drain that that took for her to let that out just beautiful right tragic but very you know like her performance is so good and we just don't see a lot of claire danes through a lot of this show she's very peripheral obviously she's missing we don't know where she we don't even know if she's live we mainly see her in these flashbacks these memories or these assumptions that uh jesse eisenberg has right You know, and it's just it's amazing how this show de- took its time, you know, to get to we get six episodes in and you think this show is just I mean, you don't expect it to all of a sudden and episode seven, two episodes from the end completely change and show you a different perspective, completely recontextualizing everything in a way that is so surprising and just, you know, again, showing how complex people are. You know, and to do all that in just one episode, right? To do all that in one episode to, because we knew all of the events that happened, right? Because we saw through Toby's lens, but when we finally get Rachel's perspective, why she had all of those beef lo mein Chinese food cart containers in her refrigerator when she was having a mental breakdown how she lost time like just how because for her her life was taken away right for for toby he still had friends that cared about him he still has a family that cares about him he has a secure job at a hospital like he lost a wife in them splitting up but she lost everything and the things that she has in her life are all fake. Her friendships are fake. This, like, the things she has to do for work are, like, kind of her only reality or the only thing in her life that f- that she's passionate about, like, doing the work that she was doing. But in order to do that work, having to network and be friends with these people that she doesn't relate to, like, we see that when she's, you know, with the other housewives and like they are talking about how difficult it is to be a housewife meanwhile Rachel is has kids takes care of her kids but also is actually working and and building a thing from the ground up which they could never like she doesn't relate to these people at all she doesn't have anything in common with these people it's just for for it to be able to do all of those things in like an episode it's just it's just amazing it's just amazing and again i said the show calls it shot right because in a lot of ways this this show is told from libby's perspective right first it's because she has listened to toby's side of the story and voiced over by her in many ways this entire story is similar to the story that was written by her idol And towards the end, I think episode eight, she's, you know, her and Toby are at this party that Seth is throwing that is going to where he's going to propose to his girlfriend. Right. Which they think is ridiculous because they're both unhappy in their 
their current situation and he's the one that's still kind of living in a lot of ways in his past uh even though he living that way he knows how young everybody is that he's hanging out with like he's the guy that's still partying and he's like the old guy that's still partying with all these younger guys right so he's at a point where he's like i need to change things i need to get married and they both of his friends are like don't listen that didn't work for us i don't think you should do it but they're obviously supportive to his face but you know and they have this conversation libby and toby where she's like i want to write you know i want to do these like she doesn't like her life she doesn't like being a housewife but she like everybody loves her husband she does not appreciative of how amazing her husband is but she realizes that she wants to start working she wants to a lot of i'm sure a lot of the reasons why she's unhappy is because she gave up on her dream her dream to be a writer her dream to write a book which she said she was going to do and never did and she starts telling toby what the book is about and it is about like this mini series is based on the book that she wrote about these events of her friends and then was turned into so in a lot of ways libby is the author of and creator of the show the person who wrote the show person who wrote the book the show is based on and it's all a reflection of these things all of these different things that she was experiencing with her friends this thing that her friend went through seeing all of those perspectives turned on their head when she got the perspective uh from rachel the whole idea of superposition all of these things and she's talking about these to toby because she hasn't written that book yet and he's asking her well how does it end is this the end this is not an end we have to have an end and she describes the end which ends up being the end of the show where it's like she comes back and the whole time when she's saying that it feels like she's talking about herself going back to her husband that is a great guy, which she does, right? And he's accepting. He's like, well, I'm glad you're back, whatever. But it's not. When she was saying that, that she comes back and that he hears the key in the lock and he knows that it's her, right? And then that ended up ending up being Rachel coming back right where toby finally let go he's like i'm gonna find a new apartment right there's this voiceover it's like well toby after this day started looking for right there was this heat wave finally broke with all of this rain to cool everything down and he decides after today i'm gonna go find a new apartment where air conditioning works and all these things and you see the door open and it's rachel and it's like oh because you after seeing how the realities of the from these two perspectives and how it was a, a lot of it was the fact that they weren't on the same page with a lot of things they were perceiving the same events in different ways but their connection was authentic the reason why Rachel loved Toby was authentic the reason why he loved her was authentic but they just weren't on the same page. And for her to come back, it's like, you know, which we don't know. It's obviously left up. We don't know if they get back together. We don't know if it's just, okay, she's going to be a better mom. She's going to be, maybe she finally will open up to him about all of these things, which Rachel told him everything from her perspective. So I think now, I don't know. It's just a, a beautiful end to this show. And like, so emotional right i just it's after that turns episode seven i was like my mind was blown especially when you see the kid working on his science project it's like that is what this this thing this whole this is a a show about relationships and and being in your 40s and this divorce but it's also doing it through the idea of superposition crazy so I think this show does just an amazing job at being able to balance so many things, so many themes, so many characters, so many storylines. You know, it's it's constantly floating from the present to the past uh, to d different assumptions, right? Toby assuming 
her sex life, which wasn't that far off necessarily, but obviously didn't realize. And to see kind of Toby, like not only did the show when it flipped, it made Toby less, far less sympathetic. Not a monster necessarily, but definitely far more sympathetic where he just wasn't supportive in the right ways, was unwilling to, he was more of an opposition to her than somebody on her side, on her team, right? Where hopefully when she opened that door and came back, hopefully there's kind of a way for these two to meet in the middle and figure out how to work it out. Right. Uh, but yeah, by far the best, (laughs) the best, uh, like example of superposition, I would say, uh, just very powerful. It's amazing. Um, it's just a beautiful tapestry of so many relevant things that, you know, I'm, I'm not experiencing directly, but I see it in my peer group and the way everything is so beautifully woven together is, is amazing. You know, just all of the different things, the desire to go back, the different choices you make over your life, uh, this show is just amazing. I absolutely loved it. It, it, uh, it, it definitely for me recontextualize my thought i haven't seen claire danes in a thing since forever i don't i know she's done tv shows but like i didn't know she was like she was this kind of a capital a actor and uh definitely made me exponentially have more respect for her as an actor and just hopefully this will lead to her doing some great work in movies or whatever i don't know i don't know what she's doing but it was an amazing performance from her and an absolutely must watch uh on hulu i would highly recommend this show uh but thank you all for tuning in to the ray taylor show i hope you enjoyed my thoughts on fleischman is in trouble right both of them were in trouble Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube if you are watching this, which it is available in video format. Until next time, enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.